time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Tara Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, I always look for Crunch Time Plays. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hopping back into Crunch Time Plays today. We're either watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're here and help us make the Crunch Time Plays every day by subscribing and, and spreading the word because we're thank you so much for, for growing the show. We're up over 200% uh, in podcast feed numbers in the past month. So thank you so much for that. Make sure you keep spreading us on social media at Plays Crunch. Follow us there as well got some exciting things to pass along some recruiting graphics to pass along also our prize picks player props for this week to pass along as well so make sure you're following on social media at plays crunch and crunch time preview been a huge hit the since we started doing them the past couple weeks we had a great response on old miss tennessee had a great response on coastal and app states so thank you so much for that and if this is your first time on the crunch time preview if you're a pit fan if you're a clemson fan we're talking about that game today. If you're just a college football fan, welcome. Thanks so much for hopping in. And so just a reminder of how this works. If you're a returner to the Crunch Time Preview, if you're new to the Crunch Time Preview, this is the rundown for the show. First, we give our introduction, which are some stats and facts about the game and the two teams playing in it. The second thing that we do is we give our Crunch Time questions for both teams, which are questions that if answered in this game, your team can walk out of here with a win on Saturday. Crunch time players, which is our players in crunch time that we're watching out for in the game that can make a huge impact in the game in order for their team to win. And then the final thing that we do right here on the crunch time preview is twofold, and it's our crunch time plays. The first fold is our prize picks player props for the game. As everybody knows, we're sponsored by prizepicks.com. And we're giving out our college football player props all season long. They've also got anything you want over there. NFL, NBA started back up. Major League Baseball playoffs going on. So they've got anything you want over on prizepicks.com. We're just focused on college football right now. But so many things going on over there on prizepicks.com, the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go ahead and sign up today and use the code CRUNCHTIMEPLAYS. And you'll automatically get that 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com, and don't forget to use the code CRUNCHTIMEPLAYS. So the Crunch Time Preview, as I mentioned, the first fold is our prize picks player props, and the final thing that we do right here is give the second part of our Crunch Time Plays, which is our Crunch Time Play, bet and pick against the spread, pit minus three-and-a-half point favorite against Clemson on Saturday. So definitely looking forward to sharing that at the end of the show. But first... Let's go ahead and dive into the introduction of the game. Pitt versus Clemson, 3.30 on Saturday on ESPN. As I mentioned before, Pitt is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Clemson's first trip to Heinz Field, believe it or not, 
since Pitt joined the conference back in 2013. It's kind of the same scheduling dynamic that we're seeing in the SEC with the eight conference games. Have to think that with the conference expansion, with the college football playoff expansion, probably going to go to nine conference excuse me, conference games in both of these leagues going forward. And, you know, that's really going to be great for the players because not only in their three, four, five, heck, even six-year careers now with the extra uh, COVID year, but in their career, they will have the opportunity to go to so many more stadiums that they don't get the opportunity to go to. For example, South Carolina hadn't played at Alabama since 2009, and there's so many other examples that I could spat off to you where players don't get the opportunity to see a lot of these stadiums in their own league. And it's not only great for the players, it's great for the coaches, but it's also, and most importantly, great for the fans because the fans are what make college football. Without, the fan, without fans on this show, we wouldn't be here. Without fans of college football, college football wouldn't be here. And so the fans are the most important. They want to get, they want to travel to these games. They want to see these different towns, these college towns. They want to eat at the restaurants. They want to go to the tourist attractions. They want to see the campus. They want to do all kinds of things, which is exactly what I want to do. I want to be able to do all that as well as a college football fan. So why not expand the, the schedule to nine conference games? It's not only great for the players, but it's great for the fans as well, most importantly. So definitely looking out for that in the next few years to see if these conference expansions allow for this nine-game uh, scheduling format to go into the place because that's really going to want to make college football uh, so much greater going forward. But Clemson is 114th in the country right now in scoring offense, 20 and a half points per game. Tigers are definitely one of the most disappointing stories in college football this season. And the, really the ACC, as far as what we thought was going to be the top of the league, the league has actually created some good depth with Pitt, Wake Forest, and NC State. Shout out to those three teams. They're having a heck of a year. Wake Forest undefeated right now, by the way. And But at the top, the ACC is definitely one of the most disappointing things in college football because if I would have told you and you would have told me that Clemson would have been an underdog to Pitt in week eight, first of all, you would have laughed at me and I would have laughed at you. But even if we would have accepted that fact from each other, we would have assumed that either North Carolina or Miami, but especially North Carolina, given all the starters they had back, would be right there ready to strike if Clemson fell. We talked about it in the preseason. Who are those couple of teams that could challenge Clemson? Well, the obvious answers were always North Carolina and Miami. But through the first seven weeks of the season, leading into week eight, the answer, what team is going to step up at the top perceptionally to make a college football playoff run. If Clemson were to fall, the answer is none of them. None of them have state that claim. Neither North Carolina or Miami haven't had great seasons. Sam Howell's had a really disappointing season for North Carolina. Derek King's had a really disappointing season for Miami. He's out for the year now. So what we thought the ACC was, it definitely wasn't. So that's definitely got to be one of the most disappointing things in college football this year. But the game also has Heisman impl implications in this game. And you just say, what's for DJ Uyunglele, right? Nope. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is looking to have his Heisman moment that everybody's looking for. Matt Corral had his last week at Tennessee, which is why I think he should be 
number one uh, in the Heisman race right now. Jordan Davis, number two at Georgia. Don't ever think that a defensive that defensive player is going to win the Heisman this year, but Jordan Davis certainly deserves some some credibility for what he's doing at Georgia. But Kenny Pickett is going to be in this race as well, and you're going to know his name after Saturday if you don't already. And the Heisman race is as wide open as it gets, which is awesome. Talked about Matt Corral having his moment last week. Kenny Pickett, remember the name, Kenny Pickett, quarterback at Pitt. He's got the chance to have his Heisman moment on Saturday. Even though Clemson isn't the team we all thought they were, their defense is still great, even with all the injuries that they've had. They lost Brian Brzee for the year. They've lost several other guys for long periods of time. So even though Clemson's defense isn't what we thought it, even though Clemson as a team, their defense is what we thought it was going to be. Defense is really good. The offense certainly has not been, and Clemson as a team certainly is not what we thought they were, but Kenny Pickett with a win on Saturday, he can carry the team, put the team on his back, throw for a lot of yards, and you know, make the crunch time plays. He's going to have a chance to have his Heisman moment on Saturday against Clemson. So moving on to our crunch time questions, I'm going to start off with the underdog. Obviously, Clemson not a huge underdog here, only minus three and a half. Pitt only a minus three and a half favorite. So, but obviously we're going to talk about the underdog first. We're going to talk about the questions to pull the upset. Not, not this will be a major upset. It would just be a minor upset. But the first question is not only for this game and this season for Clemson, but for the program moving forward. And it's as simple as this. How much does this game mean to you? Because there's some casual Clemson fans out there who would tell you that they've already given up on the season because college football playoff berth not being on the horizon turns them off this season. But obviously, this sport is about so much more than the college football playoff. No, a lot of people think that we've kind of been led to think that this sport revolves around the college football playoff. It doesn't. College football playoffs, great. Crowns a national champion every year. But at the end of the day, it's not what makes college football so great. And if you're a diehard Tiger fan out there, you know that it's about building the program, which is exactly what Dabo Swinney has done ever since he stepped in that head coach's chair. He's built Clemson back up to where it needs to be, won two national championships. And if you're a diehard Tiger fan, you know that there's so much more to play for this season in terms of the future of the program. Because looking down the road, if you're the Tigers – and you win this game and you win out, which will have meant that you beat Wake Forest at the end of the year, who's undefeated right now, by the way. And if NC State loses another ACC game, the Tigers will backdoor their way into the ACC title game. And even if you win out and don't make the title game, what I'm about to say still applies. Clemson is going to have to utilize the transfer portal to address several key deficiencies on the offensive line and skill players on offense. No, Coach Sweeney's been behind on the transfer portal. He's had some negative thoughts about it. But the greatest example that I can give you this year of, of coaches that are using the transfer portal to great effect is Mel Tucker, who Michigan State is undefeated right now. That's why everybody loves Mel Tucker so much for the LSU job is not only because he has great experience, but second of all, what he's done in the transfer portal and what Michigan State is doing so far this season being undefeated. 
So A plus for Mel Tucker using the transfer portal to his advantage to really build that team for Michigan State this year. And Clemson's going to have to do that. They've been behind on that. They're going to have to do that after the season to address several key deficiencies, especially on offense. And as of now, we've all gotten used to Clemson having their pick of the litter when it turns to high school recruiting, and that part is true. That part is established. We know that. But what's not established is their presence in the portal. We don't know for sure that the success in high school recruiting will translate over to getting players out of the transfer portal because they had never done it. There's no track record of Clemson putting or pulling players out of the portal that you can say, well, hey, we're having the same success out of the portal that we have in high school recruiting. And while we can infer that that may be the case because Clemson has had so much success in high school recruiting, you're still going to have to prove to these guys in the portal that you're only just a couple pieces away. So if Clemson can come out, play with heart, play with passion, play with energy, show that this game means to them and win the game, it would go a long way in helping them out, not only with this season, but for the program to years to come because the players in the portal can see that and say, hey, I want to go play for Clemson because they really are only a couple of pieces away from being back to where they've been the last last six years, which has been the college football playoff competing for a national championship. So we'll find out how much this game means to Clemson, not only for this year, but for the years to come. So the crunch time question, the first one for Clemson is very simple. It's how much does this game mean to you? The second is the X's and O's on Saturday against Pitt, which is can you convert on third down? Clemson only converts 38.1% on third down, and Pitt is sixth in the country heading into Saturday, only giving up 27.5% on third down. And with DJ Leongale struggling the way he is, I know he's had a better game the last two weeks. Very curious to see how much he's incremental improvement week to week from him. Definitely curious to see what he looks like against Pitt on Saturday. He's been very sporadic, especially on third down passes. So for Clemson, it's can you convert on third down? That's the football X's and O's crunch time question for Saturday. So moving over to Pitt, the crunch time questions for Pitt. Can you continue to rack up touchdowns in the red zone? Because if you can do that, you have a chance to put this Clemson team away who has not shown the ability to be able to score points offensively. But to do that, you're going to have to do it against a team in Clemson that only gives up 27.8% touchdowns in the red zone. But Pitt is well-equipped to do that because they score 80% touchdowns in the red zone. So can you continue to rack up touchdowns in the red zone if you're Pitt? If you're Pitt and you're only getting field goals in the red zone, that's going to allow Clemson to stay in the game, stay in that momentum, think that they can pull it out. And if you can score touchdowns in the red zone, if you're Pitt, you're going to have the opportunity to really pull away with this game, I believe. And the second crunch time question for Pitt is, can you continue to put pressure on the quarterback? We've seen how sporadic DJ Uyangale has been this year. And if you can get him on the run, Pitt is tied for eighth in the country in sacks per game right now at three and a half. And Clemson has major issues on the offensive line. So I have to think that DJ Uyangale will be running for his life a good bit Saturday afternoon 
he's going to be forced to make a lot of throws on the run. And he, and if he's sporadic, that can lead to interceptions, can lead to lead to turnovers for the Tigers, which can give Pitt that short field. So the second crunch time question for Pitt, can you continue to put pressure on the quarterback? And our crunch time players for this game, I actually had a hard time picking out some crunch time players for this game. Got two for Pitt and two for Clemson. And starting off with Pitt, the wide receiver, Jordan Addison, their leading wide receiver, and he's scored a lot of touchdowns this season with nine already. He's a guy that they're going to look for in the red zone to get those touchdowns. He has got to be a crunch time player for Pitt on Saturday. And to put Kenny Pickett on here, the second one, the quarterback for Pitt, he's can he have his Heisman moment on Saturday? And he can be a crunch time player for Pitt on Saturday, throwing those touchdown passes in the red zone that like we talked about with the crunch time question. Him, him along with Jordan Addison can be the crunch time players for Pitt on Saturday if they want to win this game. For Clemson, it's the wide receiver of Joe Joe because they're not going to have – they don't have E.J. Williams for this game. They don't have Joseph Ngata, who is out for COVID protocol. Larry Williams from TigerIllustrated.com was the first to, to break that. It was followed up by John Blau of the Charleston Post and Courier, confirmed it. Several other media outlets confirmed it. Uh, Matt Conley, who we've had on the show before from Clemson, has confirmed that as well. So Joseph Ngata is out for this game tomorrow with, in the COVID protocol. Didn't make the trip to Pitt. So a Joe a Joe, you have to think that they're going to double Justin Ross, bracket him. A Joe a Joe is going to have to make plays for the Tigers in the passing game. So he's definitely going to be a crunch time player to watch out for. And number two for Clemson goes switches over to the defensive side of the ball, and that's James Skalski, who's been just been an outstanding linebacker for Clemson throughout his career. Can he make the plays in space? That whole linebacking core with him and, and Tyler Benables and, and Baylin Spector, they're going to have to make plays. But it's up to Skalski for the communication. It's up to that linebacking core for Clemson, but especially Skalski, to make plays in the open field against Pitt. So those are the crunch time players that we're watching out for. And the final thing is our crunch time plays. And we're going to start it off with our prize picks player props. Make sure you head over there today, sign up, use the code crunch time plays and make a deposit and making sure you hit on these crunch time players on Saturday. So the crunch time plays, prize picks player props, Joseph Ngata over, excuse me, under 38 and a half receiving yards because because we just told you he wasn't playing so he he is out due to COVID protocol they still got the 38 and a half receiving yards over on prizepicks.com so make sure you get over there right now and take the under on that they might not have that for very long so Joseph Ngata under 38.5 receiving yards of course he is out due to COVID protocol and DJ Uyangale under 192 0.5 passing yards. He's only averaging 162.3 yards per game through the air. Pitt gives up 219.2 yards per game. But when you think about their receiving core for this game, Justin Ross is the only proven commodity. No, Joe is Joe. He's going to have to be a crunch time player. Like we just talked about, 
Ross is the only proven commodity for the Tigers, and they'll double him. They're going to bracket him. I just think it's going to be very difficult for DJ Uyunglele to throw the football on Saturday. So the prize picks player props, Joseph Ngata under 38.5 receiving yards. He's out due to COVID. Make sure you get that before they take that off because prize picks may take that off. So go ahead and get that while you can. And DJ Uyunglele under 192.5 passing yards. Those are the prize picks player props. The first fold of our crunch time plays. And the second one is, of course, our crunch time play. Pitt is minus three and a half against Clemson on Saturday. And so Clemson's point totals through the first six games, just want to read these off to you. Three, 49, 14, 21, 19, and 17. Obviously the 49, all due respect to South Carolina State, was against South Carolina State. And Clemson actually kind of struggled in that game as well uh, with with offensively. And so with all due respect to South Carolina State, we're going to just kind of toss that one out, the 49. Pitt is second in the country in scoring offense as of this moment with 48.3 points per game. Clemson is the second team in the country in scoring defense, only giving up 12.5 points per game. So we have to ask, and the question when we're talking about this line and who's going to win this football game, we have to ask how many points is it going to take for Clemson to win the game. And as great as the Clemson defense has been, Pitt is averaging 48.3 points per game. Even if we cut that in half, because I think I've arrived on this, even if we cut that in half, that's 24. So 25 points should be good for Pitt to win this game because as good as Clemson's defense is have to think that they're going to score half. So we're going to take half of Pitt, which would be 24 and then to win the game 25. And then it's still higher than any game. 25 points is still higher than any game that Clemson has scored this season against a reputable defense. And so until Clemson proves that they can score more than 24 points in a football game, then just can in good conscience pick them to win. So I'm going to take Pitt to win. Going to take Pitt to cover the minus three and a half on Saturday. And that wraps up our crunch time preview. Thank you so much for joining again. Make sure you're following on social media at Plays Crunch. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks so much for subscribing. Thanks so much for keeping spreading the word about us here on Crunch Time Plays. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I'm Bennett Ganey as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Crunch Time Preview. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And thank you so much. This has been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. And God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.